post-Thanksgiving feast is what we're going to have, because we feasted on some physical food, right? And uh, after this carb attack week, <laughs> today we're going to feast on God's faithfulness, amen? amen? Amen. I love during the time of worship, we really just need to, I've been challenging myself, I'm like, Lord, what am I singing? You know, if, if I really mean it, I, I have to sing it from my heart. It's just like when we're, if we're saying any kind of words, you know, of gratitude to anybody. Thank you, sweetheart. You show me gratitude. I love Papa. I'm getting a lot of these notes lately from, uh, it's amazing because I'm working on my sermon yesterday. And um, Lourdes was like, go lock the door, you know, don't let kids come in. And then uh, underneath the door, I keep getting these little pictures that just slid. <laughs> I love Papa. Papa's the best. I'm like, I got to open up the door. And I just keep opening up the door and hugging them and loving them and but um, today, ladies and gentlemen, I have selected premium cuts from the Word of God for our post-Thanksgiving feast. There's going to be a lot of Word of God, but it's, it's really good. Um, and uh, thank you all who came out, you know, after our, <laughs> out of their carbohydrate coma to honor the Lord today. It really is. Um, you all look thinner, actually. Seriously. <laughs> I'm looking at faces today. I'm like, what's going on? In fact, you know, turn to your neighbor and say, you look thinner. Jawline is strong. <laughs> After Thanksgiving, what happened? <laughs> That's right. Somebody's going to say, man, I like this church. I'm going to come to this church after all. Like building your self-confidence. That's right. And we're going to have like five steps to this. And in fact, yeah, today I'm going to give you five uh, little things that will increase our gratitude. But anyways, um, Say with me, my heart is open, my mind is ready, make me better, God, by your word. I receive it, I believe it, and I won't be the same again. In Jesus' name, shout a great amen. Amen. The title of my message today is going to be Graduating in Gratitude. Um, last week we talked about attitude of gratitude. And uh, just really it was in my heart that the Lord really laid it heavy on my heart to say continue on gratitude. And not just because it's around this season where, you know, once a year people gather together and, or, you know, around this time and people are like, oh, I'm thankful. When time gets closer to Christmas or Thanksgiving, I start reflecting. Um, and as we are entering into the new year, into the new season, I think it's good for us to be intentional about what we do and what we say. We should mean what we say. Amen? How many agree with that? You know, there's people out there that, you know, say, oh, yeah, I love you. I'll, I'll pray for you. If you say that, pray for them. Like, if you don't want, if you're not going to do it later, do it right on the spot. I guess I challenge you to say um, what we mean and mean what we say, <laughs> you know. So, um, anyways, graduating in gratitude. Um, and I love listening to various commencement speeches, you know. Uh, at graduations, I don't know if you guys have done that before. I remember in my high school year as well, uh, one of my close friends who became a U.S. Air Force pilot, um, just awesome speech and really funny, but at the same time, it was very encouraging. So um, there's even pages out there on Facebook, YouTube, where you can follow, and they give you all sorts of just motivation. And those things are good to listen to. It really is. Um, but I remember just sitting in this atmosphere of uh, motivation on my own graduation, high school graduation, thinking, man, like, I can do anything. Like, there's just music playing. Da, 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 da. You guys know that theme, right? Just, 
And I'm like, yeah, I can do everything. And then you get out of uh, high school, and then you get your first paycheck, you know, if you <laughs> get in the job. And then you get introduced to this uh, cookie monster known as tax. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> lose all your motivation after that. You're like, oh, how is that possible? Well, welcome to reality. You know, there's things that out there that exist, but, you know, um, that should not discourage us because... Uh, Philippians says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen? Amen. So don't let the heavy taxation discourage you or anything like that because God is your strength. And I'm going to touch a little bit later on this scripture that says that God gives us wealth or gives us the ability to produce wealth. Um, and we can't forget that. that. All things come from God. Amen? So today I want to um, give five simple suggestions to help us establish um, a lifestyle of gratitude. Not just the season that we're in right now, but literally everywhere we go. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, we see uh, pretty much like a commencement speech by valedictorian Moses, you know. Um, and he's telling Israelites about the importance of gratitude. And I really want us to really soak in into our spirit, into our families, just what, you know, the scriptures that I'm going to be listening today. Deuteronomy chapter 8, starting at verse 6. We're going to go up to verse 18. Observe the commands of the Lord your God, walking in obedience to Him and uh, revering Him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with brooks, streams, and deep springs gushing out of the valleys and hills, a land with wheat and barley, vines, and fig newtons, sorry, I'm going to make sure we're paying attention to what we're reading. <laughs> fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil, and honey nut Cheerios. <laughs> I mean, it's just, sorry, I'm trying to get out of my Thanksgiving <laughs> mode. <laughs> just all, everything sounds so good. That's Vic's modern translation. I apologize. Verse 9, a land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing. Come on. I want to go there. You want to be there? Amen. A land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. It's amazing that it doesn't say, right, the copper will be laying on top of the hills. If you're willing to dig in, you will find what you need in this season. Okay, that's what happens when we're digging into the word of God. So we're ready to dig into the word of God. But here comes the caution in verse 10. When you have eaten, <laughs> and what we did this week, and are satisfied, what? Praise the Lord. Your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful. Here's the warning again. Be careful that you do not forget. Tell somebody, do not forget. forget. Say that with confidence. Do not forget. Yes. Yes. The Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I'm giving you this day. Verse 12. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied when you build fine houses and settle down, and that's the problem with, you know, us humans, yep. with anybody, <laughs> me first. Problem with some of us is settling down, you know, in comfort. And um, we used to be like, I look at myself, I used to be so enthusiastic about God's grace, you know. Um, but when we take it for granted, we're like we settle down for some reason. It's just, um, and that's a deadly spot to be at. Uh, and I'm just saying, look, Lord, I don't want to settle just because God satisfied me. I want to stay hungry. I want to stay hungry for God. Tell the person next to you, oh, this is my last time, maybe third, three more times, but stay hungry. <laughs> stay hungry. Stay thirsty, my friends. 
<laughs> Sorry. Verse 13. And when your herds and flocks grow large, and your silver and gold increase, and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud, and you will forget the Lord your God. He's warning, you know, what can happen. Who brought you out of Egypt, out of land of slavery. God is saying, like, remember where you came from. Look where, where we've been before. Look at the things that you have right now rather than what you don't have. Look what God has brought you. In verse 15, he led you through vast and dreadful wilderness. That thirsty and waterless land with its venomous snakes and scorpions. I mean, Lord knows how many things upon our path in our life have been there. Venomous snakes, scorpions, people backstabbing you, things like that. Here you are praising God, thanking God. Amen. He brought you water out of hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the wilderness. Something your ancestors had never known. To do what? To humble and test you. But there's a result. So that in the end, it might go well with you. Like our testing of our faith, those challenges that we faced, it is for our own benefit. It's like a training process, right? Verse 17, you may say to yourself, my power and strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. And that's what people say, I have built this. You, know, you, mean, you hear about people talking about this is me, right? Uh, and I'm thinking like, man, God, if you take my breath away, that's, that, I mean, if I lose my breath, I'm done, all right? So, but it says, you may say to yourself, my power and strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. Verse 18, but remember the Lord your God, okay? For it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestor as it is today. Um, sometimes it can be so easy to forget what God is doing for us. And so... And as humans, we kind of tendency to go to the extreme opposites, right? It's kind of interesting. At first, I'll point it out to you and you'll see this. So we forget when we either settle down in comfort, when all things are well, right? Or opposite of that, when things are challenging. All of a sudden, when things get worse, for some reason, we focus more on the problem that is in front of us, right? Rather than everything that God has brought us through this up until this season. So um, we may be tempted to focus on what we don't have rather than what we have. You know, so our focus gets distracted. So either in comfort or in challenge, okay? Both start with a letter C if you're taking notes. So try to do that as best as I can because it helps our memory sometimes to remember those things. Um, so challenge or comfort in our lives can become barriers to establishing uh, a lifestyle of gratitude. Lifestyle of gratitude, not just like I said, not a seasonal one, not a conditional gratitude, only with things that well. It means in all, in all situations, amen? In all things give praise to God. That's why it's important to train yourself in gratitude. And the reason I say train yourself, because gratitude is not given to us naturally. It isn't. Um, if you disagree with that statement, it's only because you haven't had kids yet. All right? Seriously. Because, you know, kids don't usually go like, Father, you know, I thank you for the running water, you know, in our house or the lights that are on. Um, <laughs> you know who's, who's good at reminding us of being grateful for? Utility companies. If you don't pay the bill, <laughs> you get this note <laughs> that says past due. 
So we have to perish. So we're thankful, you know, we need to be thankful for what we have, right? So it's a good thing because a lot of things that we have, you know, God is not like, okay, well, you're not grateful. I'm going to take this away from you. God is just so faithful. He's always given us, you know, blessing us and through all situations and even difficult times. And you go through the season, you're like, Lord, thank you for all, everything you brought me through, you know. But next time, if you're in that moment, you know, thinking about all God is doing, just remember utility company, right? <laughs> they know how to make you grateful. If you don't pay your bill on time, I mean, you're expressing your gratitude by paying back. So, but what we do with our Lord, we give God glory back. Like, that's why we don't, God doesn't want us to settle in comfort. Amen? All right. So, with kids, though, you know, you have to say, hey, say thank you. Always. They say thank you. Everybody knows. Every, all, every parent in here knows. You always have to say thank you, please. So, those are the things we're, we're training up. So, we have to train up a heart of gratitude within us. Um, so, great example of Israel. I like to use them because I just... God shows so much mercy and grace through Israel. And I'm thinking, man, Lord, you're, that is a perfect example of us, you know. Things are going well. Praise the Lord. Things are bad. Oh, we should have been back to Egypt. No, oh, this sucks. You know, really, just continuous, just back and forth. I used to make fun of, uh, you know, uh, well, Israel saying, man, what, what? They have seen so many miracles. Why are they turning to other gods and things like that, you know. So, but, you know, that's the thing is that's why he's warning them, you know, uh, when you get in comfort. So there's two things, right? When they, if we read through all of Exodus and stuff like that, every time, the moment they hit any kind of challenge, like never mind the fact that God has brought them out of Egypt, drowned the army of Pharaoh, right? And then uh, fed them, you know, this heavenly bread, you know, birds that fell from the, you know, from the skies to, for them to eat because they wanted meat. And then the moment they faced another challenge, like, oh, that's it. We should have been back. No, bad idea. You know, so that was every time they faced a challenge. But now here's the new challenge is that now they're in comfort. God is like, hey, after you build fine houses and you settle in comfort and things like that, do not forget your Lord of God. Remember what he has brought you through. Amen. So God wants us to be intentional about remembering what he has done for us. Psalm 103.2. Psalm 103.2 says, praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits forget not we will not forget his benefits and I am just praying in this just season in our life Lord I said Lord establish you know a grateful uh, gr gratitude heart of full of gratitude within us uh, that we may never take God's you know presence goodness faithfulness his love and his mercy for granted okay so five steps we'll go through them pretty quickly five steps in cultivating a lifestyle of gratitude okay and um, number one, think about what God has done, okay? Yeah. Our thoughts are our battlefield. So our thoughts is what, what well, I mean, it's, it's something that we sustain. If we don't have no thoughts, we're not alive. So our thoughts is what carry us, right? So it's important that, uh, that I say to think about what God has done. It's important to establish a grateful heart. First, I need to think about what God has done, okay? All right. So... Proverbs 23, I'm going to list off one, two, three, four, five. There's five scriptures within this one, okay? But they're short. Proverbs 23, 7, the New King James Version, and the first portion it says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So it's kind of like you are what you think, okay? Amazing. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. 
Next passage, Proverbs 4.23 in NIV. It says, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Now, if we look at it, I mean, we all understand when we're talking about a heart, it doesn't actually mean probably physical heart because we don't have brains in there. But our blood rep uh, heart represents because it pumps blood. It's just if our, our heart is a representation of just everything we do. But in this context, this is talking about our thoughts because our heart is technically what is out, uh, occupying our mind. What is our lifestyle, right? So above all else, guard your heart, okay? Colossians 3.2, set your minds on things above. Not earthly things, okay? Again, it's talking about setting your thoughts, all right? Set your minds on things above, not earthly things. Next passage, 1 Samuel 12, 24. But be sure to fear the Lord and serve Him faithfully with all your heart. Consider, okay, what great things He has done for you. Consider what great things He has done. And I'm thinking right now, I'm like, Lord, I, there's a ton. There's a ton of things. Psalm 77, 11, next passage. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will remember. Again, it's talking about our thoughts. You know, I will remember what God has done. So number one point I th is to think about what God has done. That will help you establish uh, or cultivate the heart of gratitude. Point number two. Thank God for what he is doing now, okay? So the first one says to think about what God is doing, and the second point is to thank God for what he is doing now, okay? And a lot of times this is the most challenging because what God is doing now, we're not even fully aware. Like we are thinking we're going through some really difficult situation. We don't even know until we come out of it later, right? Last week I talked about praising God even though, okay? And I want to reflect on what I shared yesterday, uh, last week. So remember I shared about Paul and Silas. They were in prison, beaten, shackles. I mean, in the depths of the prison, yet they chose to worship God. Yet they chose to be thankful for that, right? So this is, we're talking about our unconditional gratitude for the Lord, okay? That's what we want to establish. So thank God for what he's doing now, even though, okay? Psalm 24, 4 says, even though I walk through the darkest valley. Okay, darkest valley, that's the circumstance, all right. And here's the response. I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me, all right. So even though I walk through the darkest valley, God doesn't bring us around easy situation always like, here you go, here you go. We all can testify to that. You're looking back like, why did I go through this difficult situation? Well, God, it was because I was training you up. I wanted to build something within you that you're not even aware. You know, we sing some of that songs, even though I don't think that you're working, right? Even though I don't think that you're working, you never stop, never stop working. And then also Habakkuk, uh, Habakkuk chapter 3, 17 through 18. I've read that last week as well, but I want to, again, bring that example. Though, starts with though. Or even though, that's the circumstances. The fig trees do not bud. So this is the farmer talking about. And there's no grapes on the vines. Though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food. Though there are no sheep in the pen or chicken in the pot. You know, you understand. And the cattle in the stalls. But here comes the response. Yet I will. 
yet I will. That's the response. Rejoice, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. So, so good. So it's easy to thank God when all things are going well, but it gets harder or it gets to the next level when you face challenge in unexpected times. But remember, when you face challenges, some people, I think natural instinct should be running to our knees, starting to worship or start seeking God's face, right? And even if you don't understand that. But sometimes what happens is as soon as we hit this challenge and, you know, and we're like the Pharaoh is behind me. And the moment we do that, we forget all of everything that God has brought for, you know, us through. And so, but like I said, it's only after we went through a difficult situation in our life does Romans 8.28 make sense. And in Romans 8.28 says, you know, I, you know um, that, you know, I've already, after you, you, I, you've been through it. Hold on, let me quote it real quick. <laughs> I know it by memory. It's one of my favorite verses too. But um, Romans 8.20 says that even, can you pull it up for me? Thank you. And we know that for all those who love God, all things work together for good. Wow. My favorite verse, I forgot. That happens. Too much food this week. <laughs> all right. So only after difficult situation can we say, well, this makes sense now that for those that love God, all things work together. It means all. The challenge, the, the, ch the thing that we just faced or whatever it may be, only then it makes sense. All right. So look at this. Uh, Psalm 34.1. An ESV version. Okay, so it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall selectively be on my, in my mouth. Constantly. Continually. Other passages say constantly, continually, constantly. That's what I'm saying. So I will bless the Lord at all times. So remember, we're still on our point number two, right? Thanking God for what he's doing now. Even though we don't understand it. Okay? All right, all right. Here we go. Let's uh, move on to point number three. Write down what God has done. It's so good. Like, because I, I don't, I guess for the longest time I, I relied on my memory. Um, scripture also warns, it says, Cursed is the man who relies on his thoughts or, you know, or makes himself like a, a fortress, like relying on himself. But write down what God has done, okay? I'm going to few scriptures again to Habakkuk 2.2. It says, and the Lord answered me, write the vision. Make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. Then uh, Revelation 1.19. I'm saying that just to back up with what I'm saying for these points. Revelation 1.19. Write, therefore, the things that you have seen, those that are and those that are to take place after this. So uh, Bible is telling, be intentional. Write things down. It's very important. And Deuteronomy eleven eighteen 18 says, fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Right? In your hearts and in your minds. Again, we're writing stuff down. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. It's like, I don't know why when I read that passage, I'm thinking a post-it note that's on my forehead. But God is like doing everything he can to, you know, to remember. Write them down. Okay. When we intentionally think about what God has done, uh, many experiences and events will come to mind. Like I've been practicing this before I start praying. Because a lot of times when we start praying, it's more like us listing off just the things. It's like a boy who, you know, listing off his Christmas list. 
like, Lord, I please do this. Lord, I need this. I need that. Da, 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 da. You know, I've just been practicing this to stay, start just listing things. All of God has done for me this year or just any time I remember and reflecting on them. You know, and I started this journal and listing. It's just called a heart of gratitude. Literally just thanking God. Just listing anytime in the moment, even for something little. Even when I prayed and, I don't know, God has given me 